You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram and Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. All right. Brew some coffee. Pour a cup. It's time for some more coffee talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It was a wild weekend. Yeah, sure I, I'm exhausted. Like, we tried doing this last night, and when you didn't text me right after the Big Tens, I thought of like an hour later, I'm like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this isn't happening tonight. Like, this weekend was just one of those, like, exhausting weekends from, like, start to finish like friday to sunday just it was a it was a roller coaster i don't remember the last time we had like high level international wrestling at the same time as like the highest of high levels college wrestling yeah i mean it was cool though i mean you had plenty of stuff to watch so like i wasn't yeah i wasn't complaining about that but no and i texted you that i don't normally get this high and low without gambling like it felt like a <laughs> college football saturday yeah. <laughs> Where it's like by the night game, you're like, all right, I don't even know if I have this in me to keep going. <laughs> See, I get I get way more invested in like the wrestling, right? Because like those are guys that I work out with on a regular basis. Oh yeah, totally. Was, That's so like and even like even like Mark Hall wrestling's a heat in Italy, I was like, you know, I was nervous for that. It's just like Do you text Mark, him Mark, after the match? Mark and yeah, after. I'll I'll talk to him after, not before. Yeah, that that's for me. Like, I get so invested, and when uh, I guess not as much with winning, but especially like losing a match, it's always like I want to text somebody the second they lose. Like, I'm there supporting them. I right. never know what to say. I've been doing this for like ten years. We're like, it's a it's a fine line because like I know if I lose a match and like someone texts me like, hey, like head up, you know, like great job. I'm like, f you, man, I just lost. Like, right, and and that, like literally like when 
I guess Cal becoming a friend, like coaching is not the same, but like when Burroughs and Varner and Helen, as people are becoming clients like for the last 10 years, I've, I've yet to construct the message in my head that I want to send like post a loss, but I don't like, like, I also don't like only texting someone like when they win. I don't like the illusion of it. I don't want it to be like, Oh, I only care about this. Like if you win, you know what I mean? Like I actually, yeah, I, I think I only talked to the guys that lost. really yeah what do you say like you don't kind of say like specifically to any one of them but just it depends on it depends on the person makes sense yeah like it just really depends on their personality and everything you know like what do you think they want to hear yeah so yeah i think it's important to like i can't remember who tweeted it last year i think it was gable actually who tweeted something like, you know, the real ones when they text you like after a loss or something along those lines. And I text her. I'm like, the problem is, is what do you say? Like, right. People are still in your corner. And speaking of Gable, I guess that's where I want to start with this whole weekend. That's, that's fine. We can do that. So one thing that I found interesting is I think you're finally starting to see these bigger than life off the map personalities that we never really saw too much before outside of like wrestling coverage. And you're now seeing it translate on the mat. And I think Gable at big tens and AJ Ferrari at big twelves, which I kind of have different views on both. So, uh, but it's, it's interesting to see even my own reactions. Like after Mason Paris tells Gable in December, stop running. See you soon. I love what Gable did. I love it. Like a minute to go. He's going for the majors. Like, come on, let's go. Let's wrestle. Like, I love that. Some people didn't. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was fine. I, uh, he's, he's awesome. Really. Like, he's just, he's a great wrestler. He's an awesome athlete. And you can just tell, like, he puts so much of like, just look at his body. Like he's, you know, he's changed his body. He looks awesome. Like he just, he's ready to go at the highest level. And he's not like he's working on his brand. Like part of the the theatrics of Gable Stevenson mm. is him working to build the brand. Like he wants to go into the WWE. He wants to do things. He wants to build theater. Like every conversation I've ever had with him, he's the nicest guy alive. You would never think like it's like some people look at him and say, "Oh, he's haughty or he's mean." He's no, he's not. He's just he's entertaining. He's entertaining exactly, he's entertaining. <laughs> and, and it. And what I like about him is he's winning. Like Mason Paris is an incredible wrestler, a junior world champ from 2019. And Gable just widened the gap from when he beat him at Big Tens last year and majored him. I respect that. And like when we had him on the show a couple months ago, we were talking about like he he made it very clear what his intent was. I'll see him at Big Tens. Not a big deal. Went out, saw him at Big Tens. He majored him. And then he made Mason pay a little bit for what he said. I like that. I don't know. I There was definitely mixed I, reactions I like it to I mean, it. It just, it, it adds something to it. Yeah, it just, it just adds to the wrestling, right? It's like any MMA fight, you know, now you, like you saw the Yon Sterling fight. Now they're chirping at each other all week and everyone's already excited for them to fight again. If, and then someone said that they might not fight now, whoever, but bringing that into wrestling, I think is awesome. Agreed. And on a similar front, but I feel different. I don't know why. 
So I like Gable. We're friends. So maybe that's it's different. But AJ Ferrari, I kind I caught like half the Big Twelve finals. Same. And I I had tweeted last week that basically every conference this year had a repeat champion from last year. So I tuned in again at the end of Big Twelves to kind of see how the team race was going. And it came down to AJ Ferrari and I literally turn on and he's celebrating. He's like doing the John Smith gunpoint. He's doing like a, an Oklahoma O or whatever it was or Oklahoma state. O. and then I see, wait a minute. He's only like halfway through the second. I'm like, <laughs> this is ballsy. Wait, wait, what? I didn't see he, that. He took him down. And then as he was walking back to the center, he's like getting the crowd, like going, he's doing the Oklahoma state. O or whatever it was. And I'm like, this is insane. Like this is mid match. And this is like, this is ballsy. Cause if he loses, he looks just like, I don't know. That's ballsy. And I I'm really torn. I was expecting social to like tear him apart and people were loving it. And I'm like, interesting i'm like this is really interesting to me that people are loving this i mean i I have to go look at it i haven't seen it so but just from how you described it i mean i don't know if i love that but um i some people everyone's different right i mean if that's what if that's what works for aj ferrari though and i don't if that's what gives aj ferrari the confidence to you know win that match to wrestle hard then like Go ahead, AJ Ferrari. Do your thing. Yeah, and I and I don't dislike it. I just don't know that. Like, I, I'm I'm just torn on it. I think because I know the risk of if he did that and then lost, right? Like that's you know that that's a bad look. But sure. I mean, that's def- definitely bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it and again, you're see, like, and that's AJ Ferrari on Twitter, and what you saw with Gable at Big Tens, that's Gable on Twitter. And you're starting to see these personalities that are growing on social of these wrestlers who are very good wrestlers translate on the mat. It's right. just, it's very interesting to start seeing this. And I think as the NCAA name image likeness bill goes through and as these college wrestlers can market themselves more, I think you're only going to see more and more of this. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with you with all that. I mean, you just need to have the right guys, though. I mean, it's um, like for me, you know, whether it was aim, a uh, wow, name, image, likeness, anything <laughs> like that. I'm stumbling over my words today. I did that earlier. Um, but like, I still probably wouldn't be celebrating the match. You know, like I don't, I don't think any of our guys would be, you know, celebrating really taunting mid match or anything like that. I know. I, yeah, and, and it was, like, does it add that? I think no matter where you fall in it, I think you need the good guy, bad guy. You yeah, need and I, I'm, not, that are, I'm not telling him not to do that either. Same. No, yeah. like, I, I think every wrestler needs to go do what they want to do and just know that some people are going to love it, some are going to hate it, and that's if fine. that's you, do it. Like, I think wrestling needs that. Everybody needs people they disagree with do what they want to do. It was just an interesting thing where I'm seeing like these personalities that you're seeing evolve on Twitter. That's now translating to the map. And hey, they both won. Right. Like AJ Ferrari's a Big 12 champ. Gable Stevenson's a repeat Big 10 champ. 
Gable's just on an entirely another level. Clearly, they can both handle it. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll see how it goes in a couple weeks. But yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued to see AJ Ferrari against the Big Ten field. And yeah, I was gonna like, ask you how you think. The- like 197, you know, Miles Amin and Eric Schultz, the final there. Uh, Amin is is obviously a really good wrestler. I was curious at how you thought AJ might stack up against them. Oh, I just I think AJ might give Amin trouble just because he's big. You know, he's just a big, strong, like, athlete. And I think that might give him, like, I mean, a little bit of trouble, honestly. But I don't know. I think, tech, like, wrestling-wise, skill-wise, I think it means the guy, you know, um, his, you know, technically and everything like that, he's very, very good. Um, but that would really be the only thing for me. But, like, even Schultz is a good wrestler. But Ferrari, there's just, like, you know, he's strong. He's got that horsepower. And that's, like, if you're not a full-size 97, like, that's going to – that's going to hurt you. It was definitely an odd year with the number of matches people got in and the rankings and the seeds and all that. But Miles Amin was the only non one seed to win last night. Wow. He was the two seed. Every other one seed and every weight won last night. That Was that just Big Ten? In Big Ten. Yeah. I don't know about. So nine out of 10 Big Ten champs were the one seed. I don't know about Big 12. But I don't think so because I think Ian Parker was the one seed and Dom Dimas beat him. Brody Teske was the two seed. So there was – I don't think it was nearly close to that. But, yeah, so I guess since we're talking about Big Tens now, we'll just run through the weights. 125, Spencer is just on a different planet. I mean, like that's – He got taken down and wrestling Twitter explodes. Yeah, that's (laughs) – what he did was expected though, right? Like he's that good that we can be like, all right, he's just gonna go pretty much pin his way, tech his way through this tournament. And he can. Yeah, he he's just in, in shout out Schroeder going right out, going right after him, taking him down. These guys wrestled him tough too. Schroeder yeah. wrestled him tough. How about Ragason? Ragason yeah. came after him too. It was um it was cool to see because people usually don't come after him. They kind of cower away. Yeah, like fair enough. Um but watching guys like actually go out there and try to scrap with them is cool. I mean, you know, he's really good. It's hard to do. It's <laughs> yeah, he, he's just on such a different level right now. And, and I text him that I said, "Congrats!" I'm like, "You're just on a different level right now." Like how that continues to translate onto the freestyle scene, it's going to be interesting because heading to the senior level, he's got guys like Gilman and Fix and Soriano and Gross. And so many that are at an unbelievable level, too. So it's going to be interesting to watch that translation. And, you know, we can't not talk about the Penn State guys. What do you think overall about Robbie Howard? I thought his uh, sudden victory win over Dylan was was impressive. Regison, like, went into the third with Spencer, which it sounds silly when somebody gets tacked and you give him credit for going to the third. But right. with Spencer, that that gives you credit. And Robbie looked good. I mean, he, he beat him in sudden victory for fifth. What'd you think overall? I think, uh, I think Robbie wrestled pretty well, but I think he showed just like, he hasn't been able to wrestle a lot this yeah. year. Like really doesn't have a lot of mad, mad experience, but I think that was really good tournament for him just to get ready for the nationals. Um, you know, he, he can beat a lot of those guys. He really can. He, if he just like, you know, if he lets it rip, he has a lot of good stuff. 
Yeah, and it is one of those years again where you were obviously a part of a team where Penn State has five freshman national champs, which is just stupid. And this year, the Penn State freshman didn't really get that full year to develop like you guys had. And yeah. still, like six freshmen, th- th- they're so talented. So I feel like they kind of got like, I don't want to say they, they got robbed their freshman year, but they didn't have that full year. Like, like you can see like Robbie... A full year as a freshman is like super important. Where you start and where you finish aren't the same at all. And you see that with a you see that with a lot of like future freshman national champs, you know, like whenever I was a freshman, Mark Hall was a freshman, Miles Martin as a freshman, yep. you know, Yanni as a freshman. Even Yanni was really good in the beginning of the year, but yeah, you could see him even like towards the end of the year kind of widen the widen the gap. Well, Yanni lost, I think, at the Cliff Keen his freshman yeah. year. And he then did. he won NCAAs. So there, there's definitely that. Like, I don't want to make excuses for anybody, but no, it's not it's not an excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse, but I think that full season, like as if just even if, if you're a registered freshman, just you know, getting your hands on, you know, the rest of the Big Ten if you're a Big Ten guy is like very important before the postseason yeah for sure and so overall you know the the fact that penn state took second in such a nebraska looked awesome and and michigan looked great so for penn state to still get second with so many freshmen who had kind of like a half season was great uh going into 133 roman is just he's one for me he's one of those guys that i look at and you can see he's He's continuing to elevate his craft. And I know it's been a difficult year for him where he has been so hungry and and the training has been so different for him because he doesn't want to overtrain and you don't know when matches are coming up when they're not. And he was wrestling the senior level or at least on, on some of these cards and stuff. So it was interesting. And I was glad to see, you know, he widened the gap with DeSanto. This is now two straight matches where DeSanto couldn't get a takedown on them. And he said in the post-match, we had a game plan again. Mm-hmm. We stuck to it again. And now he's right. a Big Ten champ. Yeah, I think he looked awesome. Um, he was actually one of the champs I talked to afterwards. I told him that he looked awesome. But, I, uh, I did too. <laughs> and Yeah, like he just, he wrestled a great match. Um, and I think he is widening that gap a little bit. And I think Roman's just, you know, kind of just stepping his game up and Maybe not just widen that gap with DeSanto, but like, you know, the rest of those guys he used to wrestle with. I'm excited to see, you know, the Nationals at 133. Um, Dayton Fix. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. There's some good guys there. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because there's some weights like 125 where you know the Big Ten champ is going to be the NCAA champ. There's unless, a there's, there's a unless there's some miracle. Right. Um, but then you look at a weight like 133, and it's like Roman is so good. But when you have a guy like Dayton Fix, and there's others. Philippi is really mm-hmm. good. Um, Corbin Myers is really good. There's some really good guys at that weight. And I, I can't wait. I think, again, it makes it that much more exciting when you see Roman elevating his game. You see him winding the gap with his top competitor at the Big Tens. Right. Now, how is he going to do it at NCAAs? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. You know, I uh, I, th- I think that, you know, he's in the right headspace and everything right now, and uh, things are looking good for him. So, Yeah, I, I couldn't be happier for him. I know how hard he works, and it, it was good to see him get that. Uh, at 33, too, it was interesting. So I don't know what happened, but it looks like Sammy Alvarez missed weight. 
Is that what happened? I was curious. About so that there also. was a lot of the rumor mill was swirling that he missed weight. Ohio State comes out and says, or um, Rutgers comes out and says, I forgot what the, the, were they gonna? I forgot what they said initially. Ohio State said something about somebody else. Ohio State said um, Jordan Decatur wasn't going to wrestle and they weren't sending in a replacement, but he could still potentially get a wild card. Well, Willie and others come out and say he didn't make weight. He's not getting a wild card. So why Ohio State said that is is wild. Um, Rutgers came out and said Sammy Alvarez isn't wrestling. Instead, whoever the other guy at 33 is, is wrestling. But the rumors were swirling that he mixed, missed weight and 33 was too big of a cut. Don't know if it's true. He That's did, just what I was does, reading. He does look like a big guy for 133. So, I mean, things happen. That's unfortunate. I would have liked to see him in there. Yeah, it's... It, what sucks for them is you miss weight now for this, if that's what happened, and you're not wrestling NCAAs. Um, it, but it was weird that they wrestled their backup, so I don't know if that was true. That's kind of – if he missed weight, that's a quick turnaround for somebody else to enter to say, hey, so-and-so didn't wait. You're entering the tournament. I mean, yeah, I mean, so probably I had probably had trouble if 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 he missed weight. They probably saw Correct. It they probably saw it coming. So then they probably had another guy ready. Yeah. If he missed weight. But yeah, it's unfortunate because he's a good wrestler. I always love watching him wrestle. Him and Roman's like, matches are, are always fire. And that's just another guy that you add to the mix at 133, too. Yeah, for sure. Or in this case, you take out of the mix. Yeah, now he's out. <laughs> right. Um 141, I, I think was my favorite weight. The results didn't. I, I love Nick Lee, so the results didn't go the way I wanted them to. But just Nick Lee, Sebastian Rivero is my match of the of the tournament. Yeah, that was a great match. That was such a good match. That was both like, of those guys just went after it too. It was awesome. And I saw your tweet after mine where I'm just like, shout out Nick Lee, what a savage! And then you're like, Nick Lee getting it done, and Sebastian Rivero, you look great. I'm like, crap, I should have said that too. <laughs> like, just because yeah. Sebastian did look so good. Like that, yeah. that was just those guys just wrestled their freaking butts off. They wrestled hard. Um, maybe we'll see him again next week. I don't know how the brackets are going to line up. For it anything, sounds but. like, and, and again, I, this is just what I see in here. It sounds like all three big 10 guys, Ironman, Sebastian and Nick are going to be on the top of the bracket. No way. That's what they're saying. Who's they? Did they announce anything yet? I, like, no, I, haven't, so, I haven't been on social media all day. So yeah, so so the the brackets come out Wednesday night, I believe. Right. Um, Nomad put out seeds based on one of the systems that they typically use where I forgot what the name of the system is, but that's where they typically generate the, the seeds out of, and they have those formulas. So they were running those based on that system. But that's not a normal year. Based on that system, they would put Ironman 1, Tariq Wilson 2, Dom Demas 3, Nick Lee 4, Sebastian Rivera 5, Ian Parker 6, Chad Red 7. So you'd have 1, 4, 5 all up top, Ironman Lee Rivera. Yeah, they're, I don't see that happening. I, I really don't. Um, I, they're going to split the – they can't have all three of them on the same side. 
that would be one of the dumbest things ever if it ends up like that. I think so too. And like those, not to discount those other guys either. Dom Demas be- beat Nick Lee at Nationals one year, um, but they all just they just wrestle, you know, spread them out. I know it. And that's why it's going to be interesting. Like the people are going back and forth talking like, well, this isn't a normal year where even if that's the system and that's what the system puts out, this is the year that there needs to be some human intervention right. in these seeds. Like, I, I agree. It's that like, would be so you dumb. You can't just use like statistics and numbers for everything. You got to like look at it as a real person most of the time too. Right. So, I mean, I believe the seeds come out. The selection show season brackets is Wednesday. So we'll know Wednesday at six, but that's just wild. Um, Nick what Lee. Did you, what did you think of? Yeah. The finals match. The finals. So I'm a biased Nick Lee fan. So I I'm, say I'm, this. I'm not at all. Not a biased <laughs> Nick Lee fan whatsoever. Well, I'm hoping there's, as we continue to get new listeners, I want them to know because I, I get comments as we get new listeners and they realize like they don't know the Penn State bias completely coming in. And so, I get tweets and for DMs. those of you that are new, <laughs> I went to Penn State, graduated last year, actually. So pretty new. Um, still live in State College and wrestle here. So I have some ties to the program. Yeah. And so with that said, it frustrated the hell out of me to watch Ironman ride him for three minutes. Part of that is that, and I instantly default to the fact that I think as the freestyle folk style debate is so So relevant. I was going to say something about that. Also, (laughs) I was watching, this is totally different. I'm going on a tangent here. I was watching uh, big 12 finals, Llewellyn and Mitch Moore, and they were just parallel ride laying on each other for two straight minutes. And I was with a couple of the guys and I was like, if you didn't know wrestling and you were watching this, you would be like, this is the worst thing of all time. The worst. My wife. So I I told you this last week, I think. And but me, I appreciate the grind ride. I watch I watch a good ride and I'm like, that's tough to do. I appreciate that. But if you're a non wrestler, you're probably like, what is this? Well, but even like like my wife, who became kind of a freestyle fan first. She's asking me when we're watching Big Ten. She's like, wait, isn't that a push out? Why didn't he get one? No, this is folk style. Didn't then like stop. a minute later, she's like, wait, isn't that exposure? No, this is folk style. She's like, folk style sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't we don't need a push out in folk style, though. I, I disagree. I wouldn't that. I wouldn't mind a push out. I think because, the edge starring rules are stupid. Yeah, I don't like some of the rules. I, I think a push out would kind of. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a push out rule in folk style. It would definitely just, you know, make the uh, out-of-bounds rules definitely more black and white rather than so much gray area for who's stalling. Because if I sprint at someone and just push them out of bounds, I'm supposed to get called for stalling. But I've never seen that happen. Yeah. Well, the rules are so subjective, too. It's dumb. But that's what was my – with Ironman. Yeah, with Ironman, it's like I don't know if I was mad because Nick was losing or or getting ridden out. But I'm like – texting people including you like yeah this is going to help you win a world and olympic gold like and i like and i as i'm saying i'm like justin you loved watching zane torture people on top now because it's not somebody you like or root for you're mad about it but you know it's also more annoying is like i 
seem to be, especially in a year like this, watching more freestyle than folk style just because there's been more freestyle. So it is annoying. But, yeah, I don't know. I He did what he needed to do to win. That's really it. And, like, I'm not going to knock him for that whatsoever. You know, like, he's he's a good top wrestler. That's, like, he's wrestles in college and folk style. He's not, you know, training in the Big Ten yeah. finals to win, you know, a world championship. Maybe he is on his feet a little bit, but, like, you know. He's a good top wrestler. Well, and, and that's he's going to ride. Yeah, he, it's the Big Ten tournament. So if you're good at riding, you're that's what ride. you're going to do to win a Big Ten championship. I yeah. don't blame anybody. Again, I think that was me like being mad. Nick was down. He just ran like, out of time, man. Nick just ran out of time. I I didn't like what Ironman said after. I like. I, oh no! Yeah, he said that uh, should have been he, worse. He said, that, or... he said that no. He said that should have been way worse. Is what he said. Yeah. He said that should have been way worse. Let's remember. Yeah. That. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in NCAA's. I think it'll, those... it'll probably be way worse. <laughs> I, I like, think... look, how many, how many shots did Nick Lee defend? Like he, he was coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. So like if Nick Lee wasn't able to scramble out of all of those positions, out of all those shots that Ironman was taking, <laughs> then, then it would have been way worse. Look, and but, like, I, it was a good match. It was a good match, and I think Ironman wrestled a good match. Um, he did. He wrestled. You're you're in a folk style, ma- and I kept telling myself this, like, but for just, him to say that should have been way worse. That's crazy, right? Yeah, and I don't want to generalize the Iowa guys because I really like some of those guys. So I like I. Spencer, Kemmerer. You know, I, I like some of these guys. They're good people. I did think that I do. <laughs> I really want to have brands on this podcast at some point. That one video of him, <laughs> like, I don't know what he was saying. They're politicians. They're lying. They're cheating. They're stealing. No I'm comment. like, what is going on here? This guy is just like. I've, I've heard them say some stuff, too, like from being right next to them wrestling and stuff things like that it's what was just, the wildest thing you've heard them say do you no, remember they, any of them not, nothing crazy they just like to call people cheaters and stuff a lot like, like yeah that. i didn't get that he I was don't... saying that in the spencer lee match stalemates put out the video or somebody spencer's else being a guy spencer's being a guy 150 to zero and he's like you're <laughs> cheating to the ref I'm politicians like, he's <laughs> calling them politicians I'm like oh my gosh it, yeah it's just competitive i guess yeah, but Ironman has that kind of that brand's kind of psyche. Ironman seems to have adapted, adapted that. And he hey, loves it. He seems to love it there. He does. He he fits in. It's a good fit for him when he transferred there. And he said he, he wanted to go there to get better. He got better. He looks, he looks good. Yeah, he looks can't great. Yeah, can't knock it. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how those three shake out um, at NCAAs. You throw in guys like... There's no guarantee, even if these no I don't think they're gonna end up all in the top of the bracket. But when you throw in guys like Tariq Wilson, who's always fun in NCAAs, Chad Red, you throw in some Chad Dom Red can Demas. put anybody on their back. Yeah. And, and so, so can Dom Demas, but in a different way. Yeah. And that's what these and that's what NCAAs is like the best part about it is it's like who's gonna be that upset like um What's his name who beat Colin Moore? He transferred to Penn State. I'm drawing a complete blank. Connell. Kyle Connell. Yeah. The man. Yeah. Like you don't see those matches coming, but you like 
Tariq Wilson, Dom Demas, like these guys have that in them that you're watching them, you know, and oh, Rivera's yeah. great. Lee's great. Ironman's great. But the NCAA tournament, that weight, I think, is definitely going to be one of my favorites. People keep asking my yeah, favorite. I, I don't know, but 41, that's up there. I'm definitely most excited for 41, probably 84 and 41. Yeah, 84. We'll get there. We will get there. Um, 49, Rich Lovett. I- I'm such a fan. Just I wow. am such a fan. He, of gained, like, he gained so many fans this weekend, too. And, like, what we – so I was watching, like I said, with some of the guys here, and what we liked about him, too, is, like, he was, like, messing around, too. Like, he was, like, throwing guys and then just, like, laughing and, like, cheesing and, like, doing stuff. He was like, having like, fun. Yeah. It was cool. Um, it was cool to watch. Um, I thought he was very competitive against Sasso, too. Um, I think Sammy Sasso wrestled a great match, I think. I actually saw he was looking for a reversal for a while, and I was saying he's 100% looking for a reversal so that he can, you know, get that riding time down. But, uh, yeah, man, that was a good match. Sasso's tough. He's just, like – He's so good. Just he's like, in his element, he's so good. He, like, up here, he's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like watching him scrap. And it doesn't look like Bo Bartlett's going to get an at-large bid. He didn't qualify at Big Ten. Right. Which which sucks, but... Yeah. yeah, it sucks. I was bummed. Um, you know, Rich Lovett is definitely my guy at 49 at NCAAs. Bo Bartlett, you know, his match with Yaya, Yaya Thomas is just an overtime king. That's what I said. Is that I what you said, said to me? That- I texted you that. I said, he's the overtime king. Yeah, well, that's why that exact verbiage <laughs> is in my head. That's spot on. Like yeah. that's spot on for him. Yeah, he's uh he's been there so many times, man. Bo Bo's young. He's he's small. It's not you know a great like excuse or not you know trying to make. No, but it goes back to what we were saying about the freshman year. He yeah, didn't he get could, that full freshman year. And and he didn't even start all the matches either. Yeah, they had Verclaren and wrestle some of them. They had Terrell wrestle some of them. And there was a lot of Twitter. There was a lot of Twitter commentary, and I can't remember if we talked about it here or not, but there was a lot of Twitter commentary like, hey, why don't you put, why doesn't Penn State put Bartlett at 41 and Nick Lee at 49? Bartlett looks like he could be perfect at 41. So, and, and he, I don't want to say he looks undersized at 49, he, but pretty small. He weighs in, like, he's a 141 pounder. Yeah. So, like, when I, when the, the like, a Yaya Thomas match, like, Bartlett needs to be a full size forty nine guy. It would help to win that match. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say he needs to be to win that. To like to win anything. Yeah, that's true. He, he's a great. You know, he's a great talent. He's a good wrestler too. And uh, you know, probably uh, probably won't get that bid. But if he does, I'm sure he'll make the most of it. But if not, it's all yeah. The, these bids are stupid this year. But at least Penn State's got nine going. 57 for the life of me i cannot get used to deacon as a 57 pounder he looked awesome he looked awesome he looked, he looked awesome. big i love kasar's tweet out of yes. nowhere so do i so do I. <laughs> he's just like ryan deacon is so handsome out of nowhere like you're just scrolling twitter yeah. <laughs> hey but i mean like if someone's gonna call you handsome like you want it to be kasar you want it to be car yeah kasar like, yeah but De- Deacon looked awesome. Brady Berge, you know, we talked about, like, he had the potential to really open it up if he opens it up. It didn't look like he was fully, like, at that level where we said, like, if he lets it fly, it's dangerous. Yeah. 
he didn't end up letting it fly. Um, he took eighth. Yeah, he uh he got a little banged up. So. Yeah, and and you could tell he was not at a hundred percent. I think it's one of those things. He he's such a good wrestler. I I really hope he gets a hundred percent healthy soon, and we so just see him like. Bergy letting it fly is just awesome. That, it's been a it's been a while, but yeah, he uh, you know, like I said, he got a little banged up. Um, there's some good guys at that way too. He uh, he good match with Kendall Coleman. Dude's pretty good. Um, Brayton Lee also. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they, they kind of they they kind of remind me of each other. Brayton Lee <laughs> lost in what overtime? He, or he lost to Brayton Lee in overtime? Was it? Something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was uh, either late match or. But either way, I mean, I thought uh, thought Deacon looked great. Um, Caleb Young wrestled good too. Um, yeah, Deacon just he does not look like a fifty-seven pounder, and I say that every he time. Wrestled, he wrestled one forty-nine for a year. I, I don't know how. He, he I don't does. know how either. And I remember before I the first time I saw him in person was at I think Big Ten's like two feet away. It was at Big Ten's last year. And I remember even then saying, there's no way he makes 157. And I've heard he doesn't even cut a lot of weight. I think Rivera told me that once. Like, Yeah, I don't I don't think he actually does either. I think he like just like looks a lot. His skin must be like very thin or there's something different. Like where he just (laughs) his medical (laughs) whatever it is, like isn't the same as every other human. Right. There's something different. But Deacon's. I don't know. He there there good. are people like that though that just like look huge that aren't. Yeah. How do you think? I mean, fifty-seven is going to be interesting to see where he stacks up in NCAA's with Hayden, with David Carr. There's some, there's some guys that can make it really interesting. Do you think he'll end up winning NCAA's? Yeah. Deacon. You yeah. Cut out there for a second. I couldn't hear you. So with um, guys like Hayden Hydley and David Carr, David yeah. Carr. Back to back, Big Twelve you know, champ. You know who my pick is at fifty-seven now after this weekend. Deacon. Maybe. <laughs> I, <laughs> look, I you actually don't know. I'll, I'll tell you later. But I think Deacon has a very good shot at winning. But um, I think those three are very, very good. Yeah, I think, th- I think any of those three can win it. They can. I, you know. I didn't. I think David Carr is very good. I didn't get to see him at NCAA's last year, so I was curious. I remember last year seeing how he was going to stack up. Hydley was right there with Nolf. It's going to be an interesting wait. I wonder how they'll seed that. You got to put Hayden up top on, as the one seed. You have to. They're they're ranked on some sites as Deacon one, Hydley two, Carr three. Which eyeball test? Like yeah, for sure, but. Past results, Hayden has to be the top seed. Yeah, he's finalist. He's if they take the top, if they take the past results into play, and not just this year, right? It's going to be interesting. It will be very interesting. Like it'll be one of those two, and the other one's going to be on the bottom with Car. I think Shane does the selection show on Wednesday. If he gets them early, I'm going to make the play. Shane, give us the brackets. We're not going to do them. We'll wait till after the selection show. But but right after. Then we'll just right. But right after. Um, 65, your weight. What was your overall thoughts about 65? I think it was a down year for 165. Um, 
Of course it is. You're not there anymore. I don't. I, no, not just me. Like, and I had three a, people, a, a literally of, three a people. A bunch of guys. Three people asked me, where's Chenzo? Where's Chenzo? Did Chenzo <laughs> graduate? And these are like, they're, ca- they're casual fans, but I was still surprised. Like, really? You haven't seen him all year? You're wondering where he is now? I haven't seen a lot of, a lot of guys all year. Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought Marinelli was good. Um, Ethan Smith looked good, too. Um, that's, about, that's really about it for 65. I don't have a ton to say. Yeah, I, I wish Joe Lee didn't, didn't have his best tournament. I'm yeah. all, I'm such a fan of Joe. I think he's so, so gritty so. and he's so tough that this just wasn't his weekend. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And we had a few guys like that too, just, um, you know, a little bit going wrong, then kind of just like all hell breaks loose. Um, yeah. you know, that's, that's all right. Just, uh, I figure you kind of just chalk this one up and then like, you know, that's, you know, you got to understand that that's not your, that's not you out there. So everyone has weekends like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned it being a down year. Do you think it's a down year just in the big 10 or overall 65? Um, like met Mekhi Lewis medical forfeited out of the ACC mm. tournament. He's going to need an at large bid, which I think he'll get. I think he'll get one. Yeah, you've got Anthony Valencia at that weight, Shane Griffith. You got you got some guys that are talented. There's, def- there's definitely good guys there. Um, I would say down here in the Big Ten, but like, you know, Jake Wenzel's wrestling great this year. Yeah, um, Wenzel. Anthony, Anthony Valencia, like you said, is wrestling good too. Um, there's just it's just a a different group of guys there. It's not the same, you know, me, Massa, Marinelli, uh, Isaiah White, all the time. Massa, Evan, Evan Wick, Evan Wick, also, he's not wrestling. I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe Labriola destroyed Massa on the back end. I didn't see it. I want to say it was like eleven three or something. Yeah, he majored him eleven three, um, which you don't see too often. But yeah. You know, it's also we were talking yesterday about, you know, the team race and all that and how big to the difference between Big Tens and NCAAs and the fact that you don't have the Ivy League. You know, so like at right. the at the lower weights, no Pat Glory, no Vito Ruja, like and, yeah. and you're gonna feel that throughout the entire tournament, especially as a school like Cornell is on on the up and up. Pat Glory and Vito would have been the two and three seeds probably at one twenty five. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, so like, and I, I'm not saying that they're gonna take out Spencer or anything like that, but they're gonna give him a better match than you know some of these other guys are. Yeah, uh, and you know, you can just do that with all the weights too, like right, like no Yanni. Just uh, it's just a little bit different this year. Like the depth isn't quite the same, but they're still you know it's still Division One wrestling. Yeah, it's still, and especially at the Big Ten level, they're so, the talent pool is just stupid. Moving on to 74, Kemmer is so good. Oh, yeah, he's great. Kemmer is just so good. Like I love Carter. Carter, I think, is all around a great wrestler, great human. I don't think that match was, the score didn't reflect how close that match was to me at all. Yeah, I agree. And I think, didn't Kemmer get two right at the end, too? Yeah, I mean, it was just, um, it was kind of a weird match, but I'd like to see it again. Yeah, and Carter still, we might see it next weekend. I mean, we could, we could very well. <laughs> Who's, um, who do we have not big time? Seventy four. Um, 
74 is a big 10 weight. I mean, the rankings go Kemmer, Labriola, Carter, and then you have Demetrius Romero from Utah Valley, and then Logan Massa, Caleb Romero, so and then Donald Washington from Indiana. I don't even know that name. How did he so, do? I have no clue. He beat Carter in the beginning of the year. He lost to Caleb Romero 5-0 for, to take sixth place. That was the guy that uh, threw Carter on his back in like, Carter's first match there was in Indiana. I'm completely blanking on that match. Okay, well, Carter's first match, he got thrown, like, right away. And then he, I think he lost, like, 10 to 9. Got him. But, yeah, so, dude's a threat. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> right there. Like, he can, uh, he I agree can, with you. He this. can throw people and put people on their back and, you know. Like, yeah, that's, that, a guy, that's a guy you got to watch for at Nationals for sure. Yeah, that, that score is definitely 7-2 is deceiving. Carter, I mean, shout out Carter winning freshman of the year. That goes guy, to show yeah. you, like, runner up at Big Tens and you still won freshman of the year because of how good you are and what a year you've had. He's just, so, he's just tough. He's a good yeah. wrestler. He's just super tough, too. I've, I've said it over and over on this podcast. Him and Aaron, my favorite one-two punch in college wrestling right now. All right, so 184. 184. Aaron Brooks is just... Aaron Brooks, and, like, I tweeted this right after, like, his post-match speech, he is so classy. He's I mad. just, I don't, unless you're wrestling him and you don't want to give him credit, I don't know how anybody cannot be an Aaron Brooks fan. Yeah, I mean, I saw um, some some awesome people on Twitter talking about how he faked an injury to Nelson Brands, so that's funny. Um, Twitter's a cesspool of bad commentary. <laughs> I told you when you start taking some awful takes that we see on Twitter, and then just talking I, about him on the show. I know. I just don't want to give them credit unless they're people tweeting us, like the one guy who said who, uh, and he owned it. But when I said, "Give us your bold take," and he said, "Sammy Alvarez knocks off the Santo and something else," and then yeah. <laughs> Alvarez doesn't make weight, and he's like, "All right, I, I got to eat that one." But yeah, Aaron Brooks. I mean, Aaron Brooks is just he. He's so smooth. He looks so savvy, and he looks like a veteran. Mm -hmm. Well, like, he wrestles with, I mean, you, you know who the guys he wrestles yeah, with. Yeah. Right? It's just, like, his size, like, he wrestles with, like, Bo and David and Kyle and Coach Kale most of the time. So those are those are some pretty good veterans right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say pretty good. <laughs> and, like, his just, like, his mindset's awesome. Um, and, like, just like Carter, you know, he's tough as nails, right? He, uh. He'll, he'll never quit. No, he'll never stop. And he wants to win. I'm excited for that weight at the national level. Really. So am I. That, that's one of my weights that you don't have the the Gable and Mason like Calper names. But when you throw Trent Hidley out there, Hunter Bolin, Lou D. Perez, like mm -hmm. that weight is so, so fun. It, it's going to be interesting too to see how they seed that weight. Yeah. Like right now, Trent and Brooks are the one and four. I, I, I don't honestly, like that. Yeah, I don't like I, that. <laughs> I, I don't think that should be a semi. I mm. think, you know, I think Aaron becomes the one and Trent the two. Who um who would they have had like in front of Trent at two and three if they have Trent as a four? No, Trent's the one right now. Oh, Trent's the one. You said Trent's the four. Trent's the one. Hunter Bowling two. Lou Lou Perez. Luti Perez three, Aaron, Aaron Brooks four. four. 
I just yeah, think you bump Aaron Brooks up train, to the top. Man. Nah, three seats the best spot. Three seats the best three spot. Three seats the best spot. Yeah. So you think just bump Aaron up to three? I love the three seat. Three seats the best spot. I thought you didn't look at the brackets. <laughs> I love the three seat. <laughs> Were you three both when you won NCAA's? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't blame you then for to go. Who was the two when you won it? Was I three both years? My freshman year, I was three. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. We're going to have to look this up real quick. <laughs> My memory's starting to go. NCAA Chenzo Championship. Actually, if I just look at Russell's stat, that might have the answer. Because you'll know based on who you beat, because you beat him in the semis then, right? Right. Maybe I was the two seed. Your day. senior year... This this is ranking. I don't know if this was seed. We can find this out later. We don't need to find this right now. Even though I'm very curious to find out. Either way, it, it like it doesn't matter. So though. so like, 18 season. If it was C or if this was rankings, it says Imar was the one. McFadden was the three. But that's not C. That was ranking. So was McFadden potentially the two? No. Because you beat him three to one. Was that in the semis? Man, I don't remember. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So your sophomore year, you beat Imar McFadden, Isaiah White, Branson Ashworth, Jonathan Schlafer in the tournament. Was that a two seed? I think you're the two. And McFadden, the three. All right, two seeds cool then, too, also. Also, I think you were a two your freshman year. <laughs> no, I just looked. I was a three. Is this okay? I so just, maybe this was just seeds because this has Imar the one, Massa the three, and you the two. My so maybe that was just no. Seed. I so yeah, McFadden was the two seed my sophomore year. Okay, so this must have just been um, ranking. I was not a, I seed. was a, yeah I was the three seed my freshman and sophomore. year. Okay, so then was would Massa have been the two? Massa was the two seed. Never was freshman. Okay, that makes sense because this might have been he was ranked third. But you I won think, at Big Tens, right? No, we hadn't wrestled yet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he. Uh, I think he made the finals at Big Tens. I think he only had one loss to Martinez throughout the year. Maybe not. I could be wrong. He might have lost to, like, someone else once or something, too. But I had, like, four losses, so. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to see Wednesday <laughs> how 84 gets seated. That little trip down memory lane there. Three, three seats, cool. Three seeds, cool. Um, I see. I was the two seed and I lost. Got it. Right. Never got the one seed though. Couldn't couldn't do it at Big Tens, man. Yeah. I well. Interesting. All right. Moving on to ninety-seven. It is, it is, hey, it is what it is. It's just interesting. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared to go down that like trail of just oh, thought. I don't care. I don't no, no, I'm just cool. like I'm I'm looking back. Um there's been so much wrestling this weekend uh -huh. that that tournament seems so long ago. Like to refresh my memory to get back was, into that. It was. It was a while ago. It's it seems like uh even longer than it was. Ninety seven, um Michael Beard along with Joe Lee speaking Penn State didn't have his best tournament. Um took sixth, lost to Lucas Davison from Northwestern six four 
he lost to, I think, Cameron Caffey, who's so good, so dangerous. Cam Caffey is good. Mike's one of those guys that, like, he could do that or he could go win the thing. And, like, either way, you're like, all right, that's Mike Beard. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's. That's the danger of Penn State at NCAAs. He, like, he could have beat Miles and me in the semifinals. He was winning, slipped, got that, gave up that, you know, reversal, and then he gave up a takedown in overtime. Yeah. Um, like if, if that happens, like you just got to freaking put your head down and keep wrestling in overtime. Like you can't get flustered like that. Um, Do you think that's freshman inexperience? Like going back to the freshman, yeah. not having the full year? I think it's, uh, that could definitely be part of that for sure. But like I said, though, Amin's a very, very, very good wrestler. He's very technically sound. He's good at getting the legs and finishing. Well, he's ranked in the world, I believe. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, yeah, he's a he's a pretty like, good, damn good wrestler. Too, so like, I would like, I would like, I was watching him wrestle guys, and like, um, he would get caught under. Like Mike has really strong hips too, so like even he was wrestling Mike, and like a lot of college guys, you'll see they'll get to legs, and if they're not like, they just a lot of college guys will just drive into people and just waste yeah. a lot of their energy, right? Like I, I did that all the time. Um, I still do, uh, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, he's really good at just like, all right. So he knows where the pressure is. He's not going to run right into that pressure. He's going to, you know, cut back this way, or he'll even take the stalemate. He, uh, he just, he's a smart wrestler. You can just tell by, by watching him. Where do you think, you know, even guys like Cameron Caffey, who at NCAAs could have a different tournament than the big tens. And then you throw in a guy like AJ Ferrari and others. If you had to guess, who would you say wins 197? Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the main. I'm gonna go with the bet. Uh, but I I don't count anybody out though. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, it's, you can't dance in a blade tournament. It, it's just especially especially our guy. Like I would, I'll never do that. But no, Michael Beard and, and Joe Leah, I've said it on the podcast before. They're two guys who I think are so good and so dangerous and can win those big matches. And there's no coach on the planet, in, in my opinion, better than Kale to ready guys for the postseason. Yeah, they'll be ready I, to rock. Yeah. Speaking of ready to rock, Kirk did not have his best. Was not ready to rock. Weekend. No, he was not. So I was actually typing a tweet. I think on like Sunday morning that, you know, Penn state, even though they're a young team, the five guys who lost all lost close matches. You had two guys lose in overtime, two guys lose by one and the guy lose by two or one by one, two by two. And then I totally forgot. Wait, five guys, six lost Kirk and Kirk lost. Like by, I think we don't need, we don't need to go over the scores (laughs) for Greg. Yeah. I um, I don't know, like, like um. And I saw his dad tweeted out, like he got cleared like a week before. That's what I mean, like so, like you consider, you know, things like what Shane Sparks was saying last week. We're at, we're, you know, we're drilling him to make predictions, right? And he was like, "How'd he sleep?" You know, like things like that, like everything. Shout out Shane Sparks, by the way. He killed it. He He did. Killed it. He's such a. He did an awesome job. I think Bo also did a good job on the call. He caught a lot of crap on Twitter, and I'm like... So, it's very, very difficult um, to do that whenever... So, they would have him turned off, and, like, 
you could he tell yeah and he couldn't speak unless like they'd ask a question and it was like very like he didn't he couldn't get into a rhythm really ever so because like it was so and it was seldom. very reactive to an instant it's not like yeah. a planning it's not like a general flow so people were getting mad at what he says and it's like you can't get mad at what somebody says when he's reacting or answering a question he wasn't just sitting there doing color commentary and interjecting i think he does awesome the problem yeah. was is what they were asking him about they were kind of putting him into a box as to what he could talk about so i was yeah, kind of right. surprised to see he actually know. said he actually said that today too because i was like i was like hey dude i think you actually did a pretty good job um which is like he did and even more so for the finals um yeah but like they like wouldn't even have him in on a match. So like, and if there's a Penn State guy wrestling, I'm sure he's probably gonna watch the Penn State guy more so than the final match, right? Too. Then like, but he's just sitting there probably watching the Penn State match, and they're like, "Hey, Bo, what do you think about that takedown in the finals?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, that was great. <laughs> didn't know, didn't know. Um, this was my time allotment now. So, yeah, it, it was very awkward. In you know, I give credit to Big Ten. They continue to expand the coverage. Mm -hmm. And, like, they had five guys. They had three guys commentating. They had the post-match guy. I think it was an awesome idea. Yeah. But the execution just, like, it was difficult. Yeah. So I, I texted Bo. I'm like, because I saw he responded to someone on Twitter who was mm -hmm. like, you know, I hope Bo's not getting paid for this. And, and right. I'm like, dude, Twitter's a cesspool for negativity. Like, you freaking go do that then. Yeah, I, yeah, no one, I, no one's, no one wants to listen to you. And no, no matter what he would have said, there would have been some haters. Like when no I was doing what. the post match questions at Summit One, there was a guy literally tweeting me like, "Put your mask up, dude! Like, don't disrespect COVID." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, it slipped a little bit when I'm mid asking a question, holding a microphone, and you're telling me don't disrespect COVID. Like, I didn't." Just no matter what you do, people are never going to be happy. And I told them, like, I think you did good. You reacted the best as you could have done. But yeah, so right. Kirk didn't have his best tournament. I'm hoping these next two weeks he gets to just get some workouts in. But I mean, Gable, Gable is like Spencer. He he's just on a completely different level. He manhandled Mason Paris. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean. I um I wasn't like shocked. I was surprised. But I wasn't like, wow, like I can't believe that happened. Gable's just that good. Um and he's he's been that good for a long time. And like what I love about Gable is that he's not content to be that good. He wants to be better than what he was yeah. this week, You know. So and, like, and not nothing about respect. Like he's he's awesome. I <laughs> As a Penn State fan, I love Gable, but as a Penn State fan, I kind of smirk when Shane's like, the only guy to beat Gable, Anthony Kassar. <laughs> I'm like, that a boy, Anthony Champ. Tony. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't surprised either. It's one of those things that like when you see it, you're still kind of in awe of how good he is. You're not really surprised at the outcome. But like his ability to get a takedown on a guy like Mason is just wild. And and heavyweight's one of those weights that again. It's all heavyweight. You got Gable, Mason, Cassiope, Kirk. Like, that weight is just stupid. I think that's going to... Kirk's going to end up having one of those two right. in a semi in order to get to a final. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. And that is just a brutal road to an NCAA championship, which is how it usually goes with the NCAAs. Yeah, they usually don't hand those out for free. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, like it's, you know, it's tougher than other brackets, like other heavyweight brackets that we've seen for sure. Except like we did have Gwiz and Kyle Snyder wrestle in the finals at heavyweight one year, which which was pretty cool. As Shane said, these are not your grandpa's heavyweights. No, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, so that was the Big Ten tournament. Iowa won to, to nobody's really surprised. Penn State did really good, came in second. I think NCAA is gonna be really interesting. As far as the as far as the Big Twelves, I, I didn't really watch too much of them. I was glued to the Big Ten tournament. I did turn on the finals for a little bit. Um, I caught Brody Teske, um, great win over Taylor Lamont, 3-1. Brody looked awesome. Uh, I kind of wish you were still at Penn State. Um, I, I do. I mean, I like Brody Teske, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really know him too much. I Like, I don't follow high school wrestling too much, so some of these guys I don't really start following until they get to the to the – college scene but yeah he looked awesome like he he's a guy that like you know he could you could he could be in the national finals next week what do you think a score with him and spencer would be i'm not gonna go there i like what i don't know like what do you think i i have no clue like it's tough for me when you see guys in different finals like spencer's so good brody also looked awesome i mean i don't know i i have no clue yeah, it's just I don't want to start predicting scores now. I, come on. Yeah, that's true. I, I just I love when Spencer gets pushed. I feel like we see it even better, Spencer. And everybody like I'm not rooting against Spencer, but everybody always roots for the underdog. Right. Like if somebody I, upsets Spencer, everybody's gonna go nuts. Just nuts. So I've like like I said before, I've known Spencer forever. You know, we grew up wrestling the same clubs. I root for Spencer. I like yeah. when guys go out and try to wrestle them hard because yeah. like, Same. you know, that's just like, that's just what you do. Um, but like, that's just, that's what I loved about Ragason. Ragason just continued to go after him. Looked good. It to usually go does. Third- and going after him usually doesn't end up super well, but like, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's better than just like turning over and letting them take you down. Right. Yeah, I feel like whatever. some guys wrestle guys like him just not to lose. Let me not get teched. If I can oh, get yeah. maged, I'll be happier. If I don't get maged, I'll be happy. And, and I get it. There's a place for it, especially like in a team race like Neville's. Snyder was supposed to go out and major or tech or pin Neville's. Like you're going out there like not. Now, I'm not saying like a win is potentially off the table, but you may be in that situation, have a mindset, especially to not win or not lose by a margin but there's so many guys that run from somebody like spencer and i'd say dylan didn't run and schroeder didn't run this weekend no they didn't look they didn't get awesome outcomes but i well they both got attacked (laughs) i I think i think everybody just kind of admired how they wrestled at least a little bit though who would you give the hodge to right now spencer or gable I'm giving it to Gable, and that's because Spencer already has one. To be to be quite honest with you, I know that's not that's a fair. That's not a criteria, but yeah, that's pretty much it, though. Yeah, it, it's a tough one because I look at 
Spencer already has one, and Gable's field of competition is definitely tougher. I think so too. That's the deciding factor for me is is the field of competition. You you really can't go wrong though. No, e- either one, they both deserve it. I think so too. Um, so th- there's a couple other matches. Big 12's Dayton fixed look looked like Dayton fix. Dayton fix is gonna do his thing. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I I hope Roman goes right after him. I hope Roman just opens up. I love his footwork. I love what he's doing. Uh, he's out there just so he um I was saying that too. So we watched this on the fight Saturday night and like Dominic Cruz actually fought um on the prelims. He was the last prelim and like you know Dominic Cruz has that crazy you know footwork head movement. Yeah. And I Roman does work with him like you know occasionally and I was watching him and I was like what is this this dude's like doing head slips. I was like he's literally <laughs> like boxing. He's doing boxing head slips. He was he was moving his feet and he was like and then he said that in an interview after that he was doing Dominic Cruz's footwork while he was wrestling and I was like okay there you go that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I did. I hope he does that against Dayton Fix. I know. I, I'm sure your confidence level when you beat DeSanto, it's like, let me stick to my game plan and let me do that again even more. And I don't think he's ever wrestled Dayton Fix, right? Um, I don't think they, they've, they've hit in college, at least. I don't know. But they're both really good. And, like, it's like, I don't want to say it's a style clash because, like, I, like I just – uh they're just kind of different, you know. Roman's different yeah. from really everybody because he's just so fast. Um, he's so quick. But, and, like, that has potential for an awesome match. You know what I mean? That would be an awesome final, Dayton fixing mm-hmm. RBY. Sure would. So, he looked good. Um, Dom Demas beating Ian, Park, Ian Parker um, in overtime. That was an exciting match. David Carr winning. That was an exciting match. AJ Ferrari. Those are kind of like the main matches I watched. Um, I'm sure the other matches, to be honest, if it wasn't such a long day, like watching the Mateo Pelicone from 4 a.m. to like two and then the big 10 still six, I I might've watched them more because I know like the caliper of wrestling is, is good, but. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I watched a little bit of the Pelicone, but I was just all in big tens for the weekend pretty much. Yeah, you texted me Saturday saying, "What time does Mark Hall wrestle?" Like, oh, four thirty. You're like, "Crap." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "That sounds that sounds terrible." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wake up at like five five thirty, so it wasn't too much of a stretch for me. Also, can we talk about me not even knowing where to find the Pelican? But you'd be surprised. Everybody from Matt McCutcheon to Lauren Burrows to Frank Molinaro and a bunch of others that were texting me all weekend. Because they couldn't find stuff and they were like looking at Bashmania graphics. Like, so was I. Yeah. They're like texting me, like, hey, not for nothing. Like, thanks for doing this. Cause we can't find this anywhere. Like right. No, it was awesome. The schedule was sick. Everything <laughs> everything was perfect. But then like flow flow was streaming the Peloton and I had no idea. All I saw was Big Twelve watch party. Big Ten watch party. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I don't know if there's a part of me that thinks they did that because they lost the Big Ten contract. So is that like a like there was a small part of me that thought, hey, maybe we should go live like during the finals. But I want to listen to Shane Sparks and watch the match. Like I enjoy the commentary. I don't really want to mute it. Like, yeah, I, I've never even clicked on that, so I don't even know what it is. 
I didn't watch it, but I is saw a screenshot. Is it them just doing commentary on the match? So I didn't watch it, but it looked like I saw a screenshot and it basically basically looked like FRL with them just watching the match and reacting in real time. So I I don't know. It it was definitely that's that's cool, man. Yeah, (laughs) not for me. It gives me hope that like how many listeners can we get? Not for me. No, not me neither. How (laughs) many listeners can this podcast get if that's a viable thing? We could do that. Like that's and yeah, and like I I enjoy commentary if it's good commentary. Like Shane Sparks and, and Gibbons, like I enjoy yeah, that. But so yeah, the Mateo Pelicone, um Soriano lost to an absolute savage but took silver. He he looked really good. He's dangerous. He Grim. he's so dangerous. Um McKenna lost to Bodring again. I actually didn't even catch that match. So he lost. I want to say it was six three. It it wasn't. I mean, Joey's he's there. Good, man. Joey's good. Yeah, it's wild he is there. to me. I, I I don't like being def- divisive, so I didn't tweet it. But I I'm curious at what people think, as far as like, and not even you or I, but just generally, sixty five is such a talented weight, and we suck there internationally. We suck. Like we cannot medal at sixty-five, and I wanted to tweet out like, "We will." We will. Yeah, I think this is our year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tweet out like, "Who do you guys think is our best shot to medal at sixty-five? Like our guys are constantly right there. Like McKenna lost six-three. Zane, we I think we have a few guys that can medal at sixty-five. Yeah, and I think Zane was was right there. He got stuck at the Pan Ams, which, which sucked, but like. It, it wasn't like our guys are losing big. They're losing close matches. Like, we're right there. You know you know who we need to watch out for in a 65 now? Guy that we haven't heard from in a bit. Where's J.O. been? I haven't seen him on social media much or anything. So, I have a feeling he's just... I have a feeling he's going to be in awesome shape and has just been putting his head down and grinding. When he talks less, he wins more. Mm-hmm. He did surface on Wednesday... He texted me and said, let's get my website live because we built him a website. And I said, let's yeah. go. And he did not respond. Oh, man. <laughs> he, he literally surfaced and texted me to say, let's get the website live. And he's waiting to, to launch the website because he's going to do a gear drop. So he wants oh, to nice. launch the website with his gear on the website and sell it. Right. So it, it, the website's done. It's just sitting there waiting on him to launch his gear. <laughs> Okay. So he texts me like it has nothing to do with me. Right. <laughs> I was just like, all right, let's go. Let's do it then. Um, but I was thinking that too, because he's so dangerous. Oh yeah. Um I'm also hearing rumors that one guy is gonna potentially unretire from the oh, weight. Yeah, I've heard that too. <laughs> so I, I don't wanna spread rumors. I'm gonna wait for that guy to come on the podcast and say it's official or not. Um, but he was a low seed in the past who <laughs> won a tournament. We'll get, Hey, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, that would so, be yeah. exciting though. That'd be cool. That would be sick. Um, and there's a lot going, well, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, 74 biased. I think Burroughs got hosed. I think he got home field advantaged 
to Chimizo. Chimizo, Jordan got put on the shot clock twice, and Chimizo won 3-2. Which I, so I didn't actually watch the match, but the sound, I did hear that the shot clocks were valid, but like, a, JB and Chimizo, like, just the sound of that doesn't sound like he's going to be on the shot clock twice. From just yeah. how the matches have played out. But also, I did see the flurry, and I I agree with you also. Like, that's... Uh, well, and I trust... I don't know the rules, like, that well to where I'll fight one side or another. Willie tweeted out, who I really respect his views on the rules. Willie has said, like, I have absolutely zero problem with Jordan being on the shot clock the second time, but the flurry and everything else is where I have the problem. Okay. And so, yes. even if the specific pinpoint is wrong i definitely think you know chimizo had a game plan and that's what he went after it was interesting um ivan freestyle wrestling you happen to follow him at all no so he's he's um an international guy who he's i think he's russian or something he's a big international wrestling guy he tweeted out today a Russian video of Dake throwing people. And his exact words were, uh, I can't wait to watch the match Sidikov Dake or Zamalov Dake. But as for JB, his best days on the mat are over. Look at the best Dake throws. This clip became very popular among wrestling fans in Russia. Like, the international guys are turning to Dake, which is just a very interesting play. I mean. Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know this weight is like, this is your weight. This isn't the weight of, like, it, it's just. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, uh, hey, if that's what they like, then that's cool. I don't know. Like, they, there's still trials and everything. So, yeah, that's what, that's what you wrestle the trials for. So, yeah, no, for sure. So that was that match. Um, Mark Hall got a tech or two techs and a pin. And then he got tacked in the finals 11-0 by Zahid. Um, Zahid looked great. Zahid looked really good. That weight at both the last chance and the trials is going to be stupid. Yeah, I think so too. Um, who's all? So last chance I know. Dean Jackson and Mark, right? At least. At the last chance, it's let me pull it up. There's there's a lot of guys both already in the trials and guys not. Qualified for at the trials, David Taylor, Pat Downey, who went 0 for 3. <laughs> how do you go how do you go 0 for 3? Uh he was in pool play. They didn't have a full bracket. Okay. So he lost his first two matches, and then he didn't show up for his third. Um, hey, and didn't hey, show up for his fourth. He medically forfeited for the third, and then didn't show up for the fourth. So he went zero and three. Um, Bo Nickel, Alex Derringer, Zahid, Miles Martin, Brett Farr, Sammy Brooks are all qualified. Not qualified. Mark Hall, Nate Jackson, Gabe Dean, Trent Hidley, David McFadden, Nick Heflin, Tim Dudley, Max Dean. CJ Brucky, Taylor Luhan. Both both deans. Both deans. Both deans. Interesting enough, I don't know if it's just like a technicality. Interesting enough, Max Dean has registered for the last chance. Gabe Dean has not. 
don't know if that's just technicality. I don't think Gabe's not going to go to last chance at this point. But it was definitely interesting that Spartan Combat Spartan, Spartan Combat registered like nine guys and not Gabe Dean. Maybe he's just maybe he's just a maybe he's just a Rockfin athlete. He's just a Rockfin goal <laughs> athlete. He's got a Rockfin exclusive. He's yeah. If you want to see Gabe Dean wrestle, you have to have a Rockfin account. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and then um Colin Moore won a gold medal mm-hmm. this weekend. He looked really good. He he wrestled good. And Tony Nelson either won gold or bronze. I can't remember. But good weekend of wrestling. It's going to be, you know, next two things in the radar, NCAAs next weekend. Dude, who, did you, the who did you tweet was your OW for the Matteo Pelican? Uh, Victoria Anthony. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. Absolute savage. She looked, she, I believe both of her opponents were, yeah, I was forgetting about women's freestyles. We were talking all the men's freestyle action. Um, Victoria Anthony, I believe, beat two silver medalists, two silver world that's medalists from 2019. I knew they were both medalists, but that's... True. I think they were 2019 world silver medalists, awesome. I think. Yeah, and she dominated them. Like, the one girl was like a foot, foot and a half taller than her, and she straight bullied her. Like, she went after her and just bullied her, and I love that. That's... I, I want to say... That was her first international gold in a while. And she's been off for like a year. She had a um, an elbow surgery, everything with COVID. So right. sh- she hasn't really wrestled too much. But yeah, she looked unbelievable. I, I would personally vote for her for... We'll just give it to her right now. So Vicky, All right. Victoria Anthony, OW. 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 Her and Sarah Hildebrandt. If that's a finals match at the Olympic trials, is going to be fire. That match is going to be absolutely fire. Um, yeah, that's the Mateo Pelicon action. That's the Big Ten action. Big Ten action. We got to have Matt McCutcheon on later yeah. this week. Shout out Life University. The troops were rallied. Life University stopped Grandview from becoming the 10th straight, straight champions. Just wild and stuff. I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that Matt helps that program a lot. And there's a lot just because he has so much knowledge, man. He's got knowledge, but he's also got that personality. He's oh, who yeah. you want as a coach. Like if Absolutely. I was wrestling right now, he's a guy you want. Like you, want, guy that, you want your corner. For, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's just a good dude. And so now, according to, if you've been listening to this show, Matt McCutcheon agreed if Life University won, he was going to wrestle in the last chance. Since then, USA Wrestling scheduled the last chance when he has a vacation planned in Colorado. Unbelievable. But Unbelievable USA Wrestling. But he is committed to wrestling at the open. So he sent me a Snapchat today of him on his way to practice at first day of training for the open. <laughs> so so I think I think this is uh gonna become a reality. It hundred percent is. He asked me today, he's like, So 
should we start a GoFundMe or what? Like, where am I booking these flights to? I'm like, well, USA Wrestling hasn't announced it yet. So let's just wait and see. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe Bash Mania will just sponsor you. You are doing this because of Bash Mania. So maybe Bash Mania will sponsor you. There's no information yet in the open. They just said it's going to be, I believe, at the end of April. Top five, top five qual- qualify for the world team trials. So he said, if he takes top five, he's going to give up his spot to somebody else. So I'm like, you can't do that. No, he has to see it all the way through. Right. If you, if you, could you imagine if he qualifies for the world team trials and then he has to wrestle there? I'm not going to let him out of that. No, no way. Like, you can't man. pass up that opportunity. No. Don't show yeah. the disrespect. <laughs> and and we need we need a blue and a red peanut butter mayo sandwich thing with it. I know that hundred percent. His dad was texting me that as soon as one twenty five. Apparently, as the, soon as one twenty five ended, he texted both of us. And me, and yeah, you, me it, and you were texting like like one, and then we were like, <laughs> wait, they didn't actually win yet, <laughs> right? Because he texted me, it's over, yeah. they won. Then yeah, I looked into it, and it turns out it wasn't over yet. <laughs> the one twenty five pounder from Life U won. And the two kids for Grandview would have had to pull off like big upsets, but it wasn't over. It was not over. But he's texting me, get the peanut butter mayo singlet ready. They want he, it. They did he's it. Just so, he's just so excited for Matt to, Matt to strap back up. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> the number of people tweeting him is hilarious. Like now I just like as I tweet stuff, I'm like, all right, next up, last chance qualifier for the senior level. And somebody's responding to the tweets like, and don't forget Matt McCutcheon. And don't forget (laughs) Matt McCutcheon. So I love it. Um, That's the big tens. That's the big. I love it. I love it. You love it. We all love it. Rich love it. Yeah. Yeah. Rich love it. He's. Yeah, we love it. That that's such a good pun for a t-shirt. I think he I think he tweeted that. You gotta love it. I was like, man. I, I just started following him after this weekend. Like this weekend put him on my radar. Yeah, likewise. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.